Hey there, I'm Obed. We're drinking from the Garden Hose, your absolute favorite podcast. The charm is that we suck. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, be them Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio or even on Amazon. Just ask your friend Alexa. She'll play it for us. Ed, how are you? I'm uh, doing great. Episode number 22. It's amazing that we've lasted this long. And uh, when you said that uh, smart home assistant's name, I was expecting all my lights to shut off or turn on. I wasn't really sure, but uh, good thing that uh, it did not hear you say that word. Let's just put it that way. And with a with a child named Alex, I'm sure she's listening all the time. Well, isn't that the whole thing with uh, big tech? Aren't they always listening? Like, you know, the other day I was talking about, hey, I'm thinking about getting a new AC system. And then you'd go on Facebook and everything on there is click here for a new AC system. It, it is scary. It is scary. I'm taking these off. Not that we can see what I just took off. I took off my glasses, everyone, for whatever that's worth. I don't know. Uh, Obi's also not wearing Obi's also not wearing a hat tonight for whatever that's worth. Yes, yeah, yeah. I am totally uh, out of costume. Which, you know, leads me to my question, Ed. So bear with me for a moment as I get a little metaphysical with you here. We're gonna go deep in this podcast. So why I mean, I bet I'm not alone with this phenomenon. It's a little late at night. I'm getting ready for bed. It's trash night, and I realize. Fuck, I didn't take out the garbage cans. Now, I go, well, the garbage man usually comes at 10 o'clock. So you know what? I'll get up and take the garbage cans out. If I make that choice, then the garbage man, of course, comes at 7 o'clock. And because I know occasionally it comes at 7 o'clock, when I make the, if I don't make the choice, I bring him down, he comes at 10 o'clock. Well, of course, that happens to everyone. And so the metaphysical question isn't why does that happen to everyone? But how do we all decide which nights together to bring down the trash cans and which nights not to? Together. You mean like collective together? Like, so because if you don't bring the trash can down, the trash is going to come early. But if your neighbor actually brings it down, that should keep the trash from coming at 10 a.m. So why are you the one getting screwed? Which means he didn't bring his down either is what you're saying, right? That is what I am saying. That we all you know, make that decision together, or of course, it's just our imagination that that's the way it always happens. Well, I think that's a whole superstition thing, right? We could take it from garbage. We could take it to having an umbrella, bringing an umbrella, right? You know, how often have we said, good thing I brought the umbrella, kept it from raining today. Or how about the guy, and I'm that guy, went out and bought a $900 snowblower, and that winter it didn't snow at all when the winter before I had to shovel my driveway 15 times, right? Or, you know, I had a buddy back in high school. One of my favorite ones is when, when you know, you know, when a bunch of guys in high school go out, you always look around and go, hey, you guys got any rubbers? And the one guy always goes, that's like bringing an umbrella on a sunny day. Why the hell would I do that? <laughs> I always thought that was a good one. I remember that to this day. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, my, the funny thing about my trash collection is – the recycling comes really early in the morning. Like se I'm talking like 7 a.m. They hit my house, right? But the right. trash, those guys, they don't show up until 5 o'clock, 5.45. I mean, so it's almost as if the recycling, I'm the first stop. And for the trash, I'm the last stop. So the question 
that doesn't help me out though, right? Because I'm not, I'm not going to like get out of bed at 10 o'clock at night to bring just the recycling out and leave the trash fine. I'm going to bring them all out, right? I, once you're out, you're out, right? Like, I think so. Yeah, I, I, and I noticed that um, that my neighbors are the ones that always get lucky. Like, I'll notice my neighbor across the street, he'll be bringing it out in the morning. I'm like, son of a bitch, he made it. <laughs> like, he made it. How does he? How does he get to gamble and win? And like you're saying, when I gamble, I lose. That dude's a lucky bastard. That, that's what that dude is. Because I, me and my neighbors, we'll come. We'll, we'll both come running out. I've seen it. Like in the morning. Oh God! You know, like happy as as can be, because um, we hear the truck coming down the other side of the street. But uh, that guy's lucky. Is, is he your next door neighbor or across the street? Maybe he's getting lucky because he's across the street. Well, he's across the street, but it's not like now I will tell you the trash comes to my side first, but it's not like he's putting them out as the guy's emptying my trash. And right, so he right. just, you know, got lucky. I mean, he's literally putting it out before the guy even shows up on our street. So I, I'm telling you, that guy dances with the devil and he wins. But I, I get you. You always get screwed like that. And I'm telling you, it I mean, my daughter got lucky today. With the rain, like I dropped her off at lacrosse practice and it looked like it was going to rain. And she even said to me, damn, I forgot my rain jacket. I thought for sure she was going to get drenched because of that move. So enough of the girls remembered their rain jackets is what happened. She was the only. That's a great point, Obi. The reason she said, damn, I forgot my rain jacket isn't because she noticed it was raining, even though it was obvious with the windshield wipers. It was because she noticed all her teammates that had gotten there already. We're wearing their rain jackets. So yes, they protected her. She she was saved by the majority. Uh, yeah, yeah. This we are really going in a direction we don't usually go in because you know superstitions is not uh, is not our thing at all. This was supposed to be an episode on trash. At least that's how I sold it to the uh, the board of directors who make the episode decisions. And boy, we we turned left real quick because I know Ed was here thinking. What am I going to talk about? Recycling? You know, how, who can complain about recycling? It's saving the environment, even though it's hard. So I did all this research. I like got a notepad here of stories, trash stories and recycling stories and why we should save the earth. And, you know, because exactly what our podcast is about is how we should save the earth or a bunch of tree huggers. But 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 in reality, I, I do have I do have a trash story for you. And it is a back in the day trash story. When I was in my early 20s, just had a imagine living next to the, what I'm about to tell you. Imagine living next to this guy. So I lived on the third floor walk, a third floor walk up. And it was like, a, you know, one of those apartment complexes where your door opened to the outside. I don't want to call it a motel, but you open to the outside and you walk down the stairs and you got to the parking lot. And I was living with my brother. And like I said, we were in the early 20s and we were, you know, we couldn't. We, we had a dumpster to take the garbage to, but we were so lazy at that 10 o'clock at night, if the garbage was full, we would just put it outside our door, right? And then one day, and we did this for like a month. We would just put the, and then the next day, like, you know, I would walk out and I'd be like, son of a bitch, I ain't putting it in the dumpster. I'm not the one that took it out of the garbage can to put it outside. So he's got to do it. And I think he would then walk by it and say, son of a bitch, I'm the one that took it out of the garbage can and put it outside. He can take it to the dumpster. So we would leave the trash bag out there for days, you know? And then one day I got a call from the rental agent saying, uh, you guys are going to get kicked out if you don't start taking your garbage to the dumpster. 
That, I got put on double good. secret. I, I, I got put on double secret probation for trash. Hey, hey, people will complain. When I had uh, my wife and I, we lived in a four-story walk-up, a more of a traditional apartment building where you would not just put your trash in the hallway when you stuck your open up your door. But um, out our window, four stories down, was the big trash can. And uh, so you would see the people, you know, on my floor, um, you know, who had, you know, my apartment all the way down, reaching out over the fire escape and just dropping bags into the garbage can. Now, this was a little before recycling was a thing. So all the garbage in one bag made it down there. It worked well. Um, but one time we threw our broken alarm clock out and we missed. Um, and it just had a bell. It was an old, and it just started beep, running down four flights. You could. That was a little embarrassing because we were the one. You know, had to get to the garbage. Everyone saw us trying to turn it off, and a little disheartening, I would just say the least, on the alarm clock. Well, I gotta think that. Okay, that's bad. But if you were to miss with a full bag of garbage with maybe some pasta leftovers in there and some glass and you like miss the dumpster and it you know four stories up it's gonna just explode when it hits the ground yeah it that's was a um, messy cleanup that's a messy cleanup yeah this was it was too easy to just kind of drop it with the with the alarm clock we kind of tossed it because it was just an alarm clock like the garbage was pretty just i mean nobody can see what i'm doing here forget that sometimes but you went to the uh you didn't have to get it far off the fire escape. It was pretty much a straight down drop. You weren't going to miss unless it was full, in which case you did the right thing. Because you know, I already had kids at that point. It wasn't that lazy. But uh, you know, the alarm clock was different. That was just a toss out the window. Like, of course, I'll take this shot and didn't. So, so. so since we talk about back in the day things and we're talking about trash, which I'm sure nobody saw this episode coming. but um, And it only took us 22 episodes to get to the trash episode. Now this episode is literally trash. I, I well, the charm is that we suck. But I know that when I was growing up, I was obviously my my parents, my, particularly my dad's remote control for the TV. You know, I, I'm the one that changed the channels. I'm also the I was also the landscaper, fall cleanup, spring cleanup guy, and uh, I, I also had to take the trash out. Like Ed, trash cans full, take it out. Right? I mean, did you have the same thing? Did you have to take the trash out all the time? I uh, I was trash cans down. That was for sure. I think my mom probably took out the, the trash because I don't remember my dad actually doing it, nor do I remember myself doing it. I know my dad brought the trash cans uh, up our driveway in the mornings because he used to get up so early for work that it didn't matter. Like It wasn't like you or I were just talking. He, he got up like 5 a.m. So to pull the trash cans up at 5 a.m. was not a big deal. But I had to bring them down. Which, you know, we had a beehive once in our um, trash can bin holder thing. That was a scary moment. Uh, bees all the way in there. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, scary. But, you know, we just called the exterminator. Not worth a story. I don't recall who brought the, the trash out. Um, well, okay. All right. That's interesting. So, because where I'm going with this is not only did I do that. So, I was raised. And some people, my wife, would say that I'm from a different different generation i'm clearly 
uh, a Neanderthal, and I, I believe strongly in the uh, gender roles in the house, and we just fell into that. So uh, my wife never takes the garbage out. You remember I told you about I would leave the garbage or my brother would leave the garbage out of our front door? My mm -hmm. wife, she will, if the garbage can gets too full and I don't do something about it, she will take the bag out, tie it off, and put it in the corner of the kitchen as a signal, Ed, get your ass over here and take it outside. So so in our house, the man, he takes the garbage from the house out to the garbage cans, and he also takes the garbage cans out to the curb. Every once in a while, the female of the house will take the garbage cans back. But I noticed uh, there's this one house about two houses down from me. The wife always takes the garbage cans out, and she always takes the garbage cans in. And there is a husband in this household, right? And I am just wondering what the hell is going on there, Obi. How does the guy not take the garbage out? That that is that is quite interesting. That is a good question because even in my house, where we probably are a little more lax, if you will, on traditional gender roles, my wife does the same thing. I mean, literally, she'll tie off the kitchen bag, walk it ten steps, and leave it by the door. Um, she won't even break down a box for for cardboard. She'll just leave it. And I have to take it out, take it down, bring it back. I got two sons. They refuse to do garbage. So um, I'm trying to think. I will be completely honest. My neighbors, I, I only know one woman who's bringing down the garbage, and she is a single mom. Okay. So, no. She's got no choice. I, you don't have a choice. I'm, I think I saw her, her young son finally start to do it. I'm not going to swear on that. I don't want to get uh, – but uh, – I have a feeling that's going to be his early job. He's still kind of young, though. But yeah, so my it, sons it, get out of it. Like that's all right. So, like not so even two things. I, I want to get into that, but first thing I want to do is I just want to put out there that we both agree that if you're a man and you're not taking the garbage out, we're judging you. We're judging you right now. We think possibly you're not we're, a real man if you can't take the garbage out, right? We're looking at you, Florida dude. Yeah. Right. So if you can't take the garbage out and you're a guy and you're listening to this. Start taking the garbage out, all right? Because you're yeah. even if you don't care about us judging you, just know your neighbors are definitely judging you. Because I judge this guy hard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, put down the red claw. Oh, I, you know, I should probably go check the garbage after she brings it out. Probably loaded with white claws. Yeah, just white claws right? after white claw after white claw. And probably like mango flavor or something like that. <laughs> something fruity. So all right, so okay, so we've established that. So the next thing I want to get onto, you said something that your sons will not take the garbage out. Now, we had a parenting episode already, and we've already talked about <laughs> our kids don't do a damn thing. But here's the one thing I got to say to you: we just talked about this guy on my block who drinks White Claw because he doesn't take his garbage out. Does that mean you're raising two boys that are going to be judged by their neighbors because they don't know how to take the garbage out, and their wife is going to have to do it? I'm going to defend both of my boys here. So the oldest, uh, he, he lives in apartments uh, at school. Every time I've visited him, he has been the person in his apartment who is taking out the trash. So he is managing that. He's picked that up. He'll be fine. The youngest, who has a surprisingly steady girlfriend at this point, uh, we are constantly reminding her that uh, we try and we have failed. And if she's going to stick with this kid, she's going to have to start to train him. So 
we're leaving it to her, but we're warning her. Like, you know, we know we All can right. cook for you, so that's this thing, but you could cook yourself. So how about uh, you teach him to do dishes or take out tra- – like, you're going to have to help us help you. So okay. we'll see how that goes. But we do ask her to – when we ask him, hey, can you help us help you? Like, help him to take out the trash for us. All right. So, Obi, it sounds like uh, you were right to defend your older son, and it sounds like you just gave up on your younger son. Well, we're asking for help. And, <laughs> okay. you know, like we're You're delegating. The, we're delegating to the person who's most likely to help him. Uh, because okay. right now she's, you know, we're like, we've well, tried. She, she has more of an ability to motivate him to do things that he may want to do than you do at this point. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely what I am saying. A- a- absolutely what I am saying. Yes. Yes. Got it. So what you got to do is, though, not only get her to teach him to take the trash out at her place, but somehow she's got to get him to take it out at your houses is what you got to Oh, no, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like when he okay. like cooks and doesn't do the dishes or like, you know how dirty this kitchen is? It's because of him. So you might want to teach him now after he cooks dinner to, to do the dishes so that you have a clean house. You know how this trash can is full? He won't, if you teach him now, you know, because, you know, they are – young but they believe that they are going to be that couple of high school sweethearts that that get married and 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 are successful that that, that is their belief um so we, we try to train her to encourage him to help us keep our house clean well Obi, with that first of all with that belief i mean you don't play the game unless you expect to win right so the first of that, all right every time yeah, you, yeah. every every time you step your foot on the court you should think you're going to win right so i i don't begrudge them for that um, and I guess you can actually utilize that uh, to your advantage in this motivational technique that you got going on. We are trying. We are trying. We're we trying to use her uh, well. Although I, I, I'm going to share a funny story about her and our complete faith in her and him staying together. The other day, my wife was cooking cornbread and she was over. And my wife said to her, here. Let me teach you how to make a cornbread that will get you a man. And she said, I have a man and hugged my son. And my wife said, someday he may be a man, but he's just a boy now. Just in case, let me teach you how to make cornbread that will get you a man. (laughs) Nice. Meanwhile, she thought she was going under a test that your wife was giving her. And she was just trying to pass the test by saying, he's my man. I, I, I did follow up after my wife laid that license, but that was good. You're definitely going to win points with uh, with your with your air mother-in-law defending your defending him. So good yes. good job. That wasn't the goal here, though. I mean, you saw through the BS, but your 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 wife was like, "Oh, that's sweet." No, I, I you know I I think you know she probably saw the BS too, but wasn't interested in it. Like, you know, she's like, no, forget that line. That's not even important now. You're not winning brownie points. All right. All right. So you got any other questions for me today, Obi? Well, I do. I mean, we are a podcast, so we must have to talk about the single most uh, exciting thing that has happened uh, in the last couple of weeks on TV. And, of course, that is, does your wife make you watch Bridgerton? And what do you think of it? So I thought I was going to get to give you my opinion on Will Smith. And I am so broken up that no one wants to hear what I think about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
getting in that one little fight and having to move off to live with his auntie and uncle. But since you asked about Bridgerton, uh, I know nothing about the show other than people argue on social media about how to spell it. Uh, so I've seen that. And then uh, on my uh, smart home uh, uh, device today, I have an Amazon show. Uh, unspeknown to me, it must have known you were going to ask me this question because it said, watch Bridgerton tonight at 8 or something like that. And I didn't know where the hell that came from. So I think my, I think my wife might watch it. But I have no idea what the hell it is. Well, I, I definitely think you should go ahead and uh, ask her at least just to see the people on the show. You may not have to follow the show, but it is, it is um, pleasant viewing, if you will. Okay. So I saw. I just saw this uh, one young lady. She was in a dress, possibly a crown on her head. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, she was attractive. Don't get me wrong, but I, I didn't see any of the other people. But you're saying it's worth taking a look at yeah it is especially if it's 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 really one of those shows that are great to watch with your spouse like no no question about it it is a love story type thing a, a rom-com with not much comedy uh but uh pretty people to watch while you're while you're doing it and of course watching that kind of thing with my wife on occasion gives me brownie points i don't know how how that works for you um but it, it does earn me brownie points so I think my wife kind of wants me to leave her alone and not be around her. So I, I'm not oh. sure that would get me. I'm not sure that would get me points or get me in more trouble. I think she kind of likes oh, you her. Got one you know, of good marriages. I see. <laughs> I mean, my wife has watched all the seasons of Down Downton Abbey. Right? Is that it? I've never That's seen another it. one. Yeah. I've never. I haven't had to sit through that. Um, she's watched all The Office. Oh, the fabulous Mrs. Mizell. She watched. Uh, recently uh, oh, i guess i don't know if that's two seasons or not i didn't have to watch that but on the flip uh, side i'm through cobra kai and she isn't so i think i win uh yes i think you do too i think cobra kai is a much better choice so ed i am i am done but if you would like to give your opinion of will smith smacking chris rock you may i am going to say nothing on that topic i am done with that topic i'm going to hashtag it whether or not you answer here or not so everyone is waiting to find out whether that hashtag was a tease fresh prince uh, yeah. or not to prince listen i i i think i first of all i think we learned in kindergarten right that you can't just hit other people right you, you just can't hit other people because you feel like it right so that's the first thing i think the second thing is is when you're on national television you got to behave a little better. So I'm completely team rock on this one. I mean, and by the way, Chris Rock, this is this is what I really got to say about this. I He's got to be the only man in, and Obi, I think you can chime in on this. He's got to be the only man in America who gets smacked and doesn't freaking whack the guy back. I mean, how does that happen? I think on that note, this is my thought on that. It's shocking. Like he he was just shocked. The the media keeps saying Will Smith stormed the stage. That was the least storming storm I've ever seen. Will Smith strided like he was kind to come up and say something like that was a good joke or like or so hug him think, or hug him. But, but I don't think there was a single flight or, or fight 
thing going on in Chris Rock's brain at that moment. And then it was a slap. And not even a, it was like, what, bam, you get slapped and you come back and you're like, what just happened? And as you're processing it, he's walking away. You're like, because it wasn't like a follow-up shot. It was just a whap and walk away. Now I have slapped a person in my life and the reaction I got was similar to Chris Rock's reaction, by the way. They just went like, what just happened? Not a closed fist punch. Just a, it came out of nowhere when I slapped the person. It was not a, I'm going to smack you. It was a boom. So I think it was the whole shock value that turns off your fight or flight functionality um, because there is no follow-up. I think if there's a follow-up, maybe it turns into a brawl. I think, I think you're right. I talked tough there, but I've been, I've been, uh, I've been smacked uh, and actually it wasn't slapped, but I've been, I've been punched twice in my life. Both sucker. Well, I, I I've probably been punched more than twice, but sucker punched twice in my life, and uh, both times the guy who uh, sucker punched me got away with it because I was shocked. <laughs> I was just kind of thinking, like, what the hell just happened there? So I guess you're yeah. right on that one. Yeah, and, and this is what I think it is. I think that if you know it's coming, that you could you could take a much harder shot and retaliate than when you're like. So so yeah, there you have that's, it. That's, there so you there go. you have my <laughs> opinion. I, I don't think you should hit other people. Um, interestingly enough, though, at work recently, we had uh, two teenagers, and they were uh, in the facility. And uh, one of them, uh, so <laughs> one of them called the other one a, a nickname that the 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 kid didn't appreciate, the teenager didn't appreciate. And hearing the story afterwards, apparently has told this other teenager they're on the wrestling team together. Uh, don't ever call me that name again. Well. They see each other at my facility, and uh, Teen A says to Teen B, hey, what's up, and says the nickname. And Teenager B immediately smacks the kid. And I'm not talking Will Smith style. I'm talking uh, Mike Tyson style, and uh, pummels the kid. And so, of course, well, we need to suspend uh, Teenager B for, you know, code of conduct violation. Can't just go around hitting people. But, you know, deep down, I really wish I could give that kid a medal. I mean, if you tell somebody not to call you a name anymore and they call you a name before, they kind of deserve to get hit, hit in, the, in the face. Don't you think? Well, here's where we get to. Is violence ever right? Because you're taught not to hit people, but right? At some point, you can't negotiate anymore. You've tried and you've tried and you've tried and you've tried. Um, we have a story about my son. Where he took some mat. Both of my sons in, have taken matters into their own hands uh, at times, and on both, on one of them we applauded him, and the other time we just laugh and and move on with it. He was we don't deem him as correct. So the one was being bullied. We back in we you know he went and reported it to the school because you know we didn't want him hitting anybody. The school comes back and says there's no bullying coming on. So we told them next time this person messes with you, which he did. And then the school came back and said, oh, we're going to suspend him. And we said, we filed bullying charges. He said there wasn't bullying. We're okay with that. But this is how he has to handle it now. So next time he hits this kid, it's on you, not on him. Uh, they became friends because that's what happens when boys bully each other and one punches the other. 
Right? Well, so then they, you have they, a you have a, an utmost respect for the guy who punches you in the face, right? Right, right. So that that was one. The other child, somebody was doing something stupid near him, and he said, "Stop that!" The kid stopped it, and then immediately started it again. He said, "I said stop it," and the kid said, "What are you going to do?" And he said, "I'm going to stab you." And the kid <laughs> then did it. He picked up his pencil and jammed it into the kid's hand. So. That was a little more extreme, but he did establish himself as, you know, like, I don't make empty threats, which is what he said. I told him I was going to stab him, so I had to stab him because Dad, you told me never make empty threats. So, it, Well, that's true. You're right. You don't aim a gun at somebody unless you're going to pull the trigger, right? So, right. so uh, I guess it's the same thing. If you threaten, if you tell someone you're going to knock them in the face, you got to knock them in the face. Yeah, so we told him not to make those threats so early in the process anymore. Like, you only <laughs> <laughs> Learn some negotiation skills before you go immediately to the nuclear war, right? That's right. That's right. There are steps to be taken before you you make that threat. So nice, yeah. nice. All right, Obi. I think we covered it all. Yeah, yeah. We even covered. We even dabbled in Smith and Rock. So uh, team that's Rock. That's all I'm good. Team yeah, I, 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 I'm team um, independent. Come on, your team, can't we all just get along? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, no. No. Okay. No. All right. I, I'm team, honestly, I do not have enough info to know where in negotiations Will Smith was with Chris Rock. And that is where <laughs> team I'm in. Good point. Did he just uh, – yeah, good, good point. I mean, for all we know, they could have had conversations uh, the um, um, for the last couple of years about keep your, keep my wife's name out your FML. <laughs> And he went one more time. He's like, I told you. But but if yeah. that is the case, Chris Rock should not have been shocked. That is true. It it you, seems like if you've been told, if you've been told you're gonna get smacked if you say something and you say it, and the guy comes at you, you should, probably should not be shocked that you get smacked. That would lead to believe that he was not uh, negotiated with fully. That that is good evidence to that effect, but I, I'm still uninformed enough to make a call so what we're saying is will smith is more like your younger son who goes immediately from stop it to stabbing as opposed to maybe a more judicial approach i didn't say which son was switch you must know my kids enough by now i think you did say it was your younger son but i don't know okay i, I, know. I, I i'm trying to protect the innocent here or the but guilty. listen but listen, even if it was him, obviously that move got him a girlfriend. So it, it paid off in a lot of ways. Uh, this happened before. This happened uh, in the time when she she was not aware of this incident. We told her this story recently. Oh, that's probably legendary. Probably all throughout the school. That he's probably labeled like, "Yo, that's the dude who'll stab you with his pen. You don't go near him." Dude, the girls are like, "Oh, I want to." The girls are like, "I want to be with the guy who stabs someone with a pencil." <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that the girls, chicks love a badass, right? And is there anything more badass than stabbing somebody with a pencil in their hand? No, there's not. So I think that is how he got his girlfriend. And so I think what we can say is that the, if we we're going to take this story full circle, your, your uh, I guess, negligence on teaching your son on how to take the garbage out is actually going to come back to work out all because of someone getting stabbed with a pencil. It's good to know that my parenting style doesn't suck 
But the charm of the show is that we suck. I'm Obi. That's Ed. We will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks.